I lost my love. I lost my dream. I lost my family as I knew it. I lost my home. And, um, you know, I, I was shattered. I was, I could never become, reality was I could never be glued back together to be what I was. And um, I needed God to make me something new. And I'm still in that process. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders. That's what a mouthful that is, right, friends? <laughs> Some people know me as Michelle Getch, but welcome to episode 86, Lori's Cool to Crack to Shattered and Back, God's Story. And thank you for listening to my show that shares Christian women's God stories around the world and is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard in addition to all your favorite platforms and on our website and on the Edify app, one of the world's most powerful Christian apps. And friends, I hope all is well in this August month. Can you believe we are winding down our summer of 2022? And what a summer it has been. It's been very, very, very warm here in the Kansas City area, but I think a cooling trend is finally coming our way. And in my family, friends, August is a big birthday month. Lots of birthdays. Anyway, I am so excited, friends, to get this show started. And I'm excited to bring to the mic a very special kingdom rock star type A guest and ministry friend, Lori Meek Watkins. And friends, I was really blessed to meet Lori on Instagram, to be honest with you. We met on social media. <laughs> that is so amazing. I can tell you, she's an incredible woman. She's a journalist, a blogger, and she is behind the blog typeachecklist.com. She was also one of our guest bloggers way back when Altered Stories Ministry started. So I was very blessed to get to know her, so her, her, just her demeanor, her bubbliness, oh, all those wonderful things. I just, she was just a joy to be connected with. But enough now, friends, about me sharing about her. Let's hear from her. So welcome, Lori. How are you? 
Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. My goodness, that's a lot. But uh, oh, I when I thought about when we met, which was years ago, and long before the shattered part of my life happened, before tragedy happened, and I think what a different place I was in. And yet I looked back to your beautiful altered story. Oh, this, I'm the epitome of an altered story, folks. Um, I am a type A woman who has been uh, just, God can use everyone. And God has swept me up and shown me that there's so many things that a person like me cannot control. And yet he can use the gift of order and being somewhat type A to help me communicate with others my experience, and um, I humbly do that. And I thought about it. I wrote for you guys about fear so many years ago. And oh my goodness, it was so prophetic in that I would be experiencing what I would say I feared the most. And uh, one of the things I feared the most, and by golly, it came to pass. And, um, you know, it, it, it was not on my radar, but it would have been if anybody asked me, I would have said, oh, that's horrific. And so anyway, that's who I am. Well, well, thank you. Those are just incredible words, Lori. And I just love how you describe that. And, mm -hmm. you know, Lori, as you know, I love sharing Christian women's transformational God stories. And lady, you've got one. Yeah. And today you're going to share it. You're going to bless my audience with what you're going to share. And I would love just to hear from you because I know you're a teller of stories. You were used to be an actress and all those things. And I know you appreciate the whole storytelling artistic piece, but I would love to hear from you why you think we should share our God stories. Why do you think we need to do that? Well, I have a sign in my home that says, I am a part of something bigger than me. When, when tragedy strikes or whenever we have um, like the rug pulled out from underneath us, we tend to hide. Um, uh, at least I did. We, we don't want people to know our, our problems and our miseries. And, and it's, uh, it's putting yourself out there. But I think the best thing is to share your flaws, to share your, your crippling experiences, because then I, I can only say that. I, I pray and I humbly pray before I even speak here that God may the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. You are my Lord, my strength and my redeemer and use them to help others. That's why we share. And that's why I'm sharing some of the ugliest things that I've had to experience. Thank you for your authenticity, Lori, and your courage and bravery. You know that. And I want you to feel safe here. And um, God is here. And it's really, really an honor that you would choose to share your story here with me. And so my guests are going to be really, really blessed by this gift that you're going to give. So with that, Lori, I would like to know where you were from cool to cracked to shattered and back. God's story <laughs> begins. Okay, well, we've got to hinge some words and that whole thing. I, I decided I am a journalist, so I'm going to make it pretty crisp. 
I, whenever you start in life, at least whenever I started in life, we start out thinking we're pretty cool. And as a type A woman in my 20s and, and coming through life, I, I thought I needed to control everything. I needed to check off my list the things that would make myself a success. So I went through my life checking off all these boxes and probably thinking I was pretty cool and that I was accomplishing career, uh, school, uh, success in those things. So I started out cool and I functioned. I was a cool church kid too. I went to church and I even taught Sunday school. But do you know what? I did all these things with an empty heart and I didn't even realize that there was something missing. I was checking all those boxes frantically, but there was still something missing in my life. And that's where I moved from cool to cracked because someone was bold enough to say to me, eh, are you going to go to heaven? And I thought, mm, that's pretty weird. I've never really, I thought, oh, this is, this is different. This person's being confrontational. And um, she introduced a concept to me that I had not realized that the most important thing I could check off my list is to fall into the arms of my Lord and Savior, to relinquish control of my life to Jesus, who was going to help me in my walk. I, you know, I believed in Jesus. I think this is the difference between relationship and religion. I was a religious person and believed, but never had I fully committed or thrown open my closet doors to my savior, to my Jesus, to my friend, my forever friend. And so it wasn't until I was in my 30s and I was cruising along thinking I was cool that I suddenly realized that I needed Jesus. And the first thing that I did that was the most important thing I did in my life was to give my life to Jesus. And um, I just pause and say, anyone listening, if they haven't checked that off their list, please do. It's as simple as falling and allowing him to embrace all the darkness in your life, as well as your beautiful, bright gifts. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. As a type A person, I wasn't. So I can't imagine what would have happened if I hadn't realized I was cracked and flawed and checked off that box of giving my life to Christ. So that was where the cracked came in. Okay. Now, if you want me to continue in this story, um, you know, you think, okay. So I realized I was a cracked pot, a type A cracked pot. And, and so I kind of cruised along, checking off more boxes of being in ministry, having a family, being totally committed to, to raising my children in, in Jesus and, and knowing the Bible and all those things. And I used to even do a show. You said I was a performer and I still am in a way. Um, I did a show, a one woman show called Confessions of a Type A Woman. And I would do the Cracked Pots Cheer, which is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. We hold this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, perplexed, but not in despair, and 
we are surrounded on every side, but we are not in trouble. And that's my paraphrase of that. But what it was, was I called the crack pots cheer. And of course, I like to make people laugh. So I would do it as a cheer with pom-poms and everything. Um, that's 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. And um, I, I did it and it was funny. And life was going along okay. But little did I know that this cracked pot after 40 years was going to become shattered. Okay. So that's the next word. Um, cooled, cracked, to shattered. And the big difference, you and I have talked about this between being cracked, is that a cracked pot can be glued together and look a little bit like it did before. But being shattered is like a light bulb which is dropped and the shards go everywhere. And there is no way, no way that it can be put back together again. And so I became shattered. How did I become shattered? My husband and I were living a magical life. We were empty nesters. We were retired. We were making plans for the retired life. And, and um, um, we did the downsizing and we did moving to a location that we loved. And um, without warning, truly, my husband, my, my love of 40 years, walked away from me and unfortunately, in some ways, our family um, and left us and became involved in affairs and things that um, I, I could have never, I would have never, ever thought. And that's when I became shattered. It, it was out of the blue, totally unexpected. I lost my love. I lost my dream. I lost my family as I knew it. I lost my home. And, um, you know, I, I was shattered. I was, I could never become, the reality was I could never be glued back together to be what I was. And um, I needed God to make me something new. And I'm still in that process. And um, uh, I, I guess to continue the story, um, I spent two years in absolute chaos trying to get my husband to slow down, to get help, to come back to us. This was all, it's very new in a way because it was during COVID. It was a horrible time for everyone. And um, godly counsel finally told me, I mean, he had filed for a divorce, but I was trying to beseech him to slow down. Um, godly counsel told me that I had to let go. And um that is hinged to uh, Matthew 18, 15 to 17. I had to let go. Um, and that's hard for a person who is type A and wants to always be in control. So I was shattered. There are many people out there who have probably experienced worse loss than me. I know there is death. There is rejection. There can be disappointments in business. There can be rejection from friends and family. Um, and, and death, of course, is the death of a child. Oh, my goodness, I can't even fathom those, those losses. So I humbly say my, my loss is, is a very small loss, but it was vastly changing, life-changing to me. Um, and so I went into the shattered state and cling to the Bible verse, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here, which is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And so, see, God specializes in making you new. Maybe you've lost everything and you think, I don't even look like I used to look. You know, I'm not there anymore. How am I going to get this back? Well, the point is, in Jesus, we don't need to get it back. We need to let it go and let Jesus, he said in Revelations, behold, I make all things new. And I don't get this straight all the time. That's why I've got to come on and talk about it. I've got to, um, you know, write about it um, because I, I have to remind myself, stop grasping for what I had and open my hand to what can be new in my life. So um, he is creating something new. And um, I learned in the shattered state, everything must happen step by step. And that is where cool to cracked to shattered. And this is the and back part. So that's, that's where I'd like to share tips and some things that I can humbly share with your listeners that I have, people have helped me in my walk back from being shattered. Mm -hmm. I love that, Lori, because really the story goes on. Yeah, yeah. Um, The story will not stop as long as I'm on this earth. Our stories are always in process. Um, We're never going to get it. We're never going to grasp it. Um, and, And God calls us to be content in all circumstances, to sit in it and to um, observe what he is doing in it. And that's, um, I mean, that's where I have found myself. And like I say, I have wavered. I have panicked. I have cried. I have done all those blubbering, imperfect crackpot things. But God, isn't it wonderful that he's a God of forgiveness So he forgives me as I go groveling back. He says, pay attention, Lori. And I come back and I re uh, kind of re uh, help myself see once again what I need to do to move forward. And my, my goal in this is to walk this journey with dignity and glorify God along the way. So imperfectly I do it, but this is my goal. So I, I have a, list and some things that I have done along the way. If you'd like me to share. Yeah, I would love you to. I think that would be wonderful, Lori, because there has to be women listening right now. I mean, will I mean, will be when, you know, that they're trying to figure it all out. Right. You right. know, some without Jesus, mm-hmm. some with Jesus. Some who are angry at Jesus, you know, and so, you know, trying and have so much hate, you know, those kinds of things and bitterness. And so, you know, from your wisdom, I mean, the transformation really has taken place in your healing journey, you know, and, and I, I mean, yes, you went from cool to cracked to shattered and now back. And so, yeah, do share what you have, you know, on your heart that would maybe 
encourage another woman or even a man maybe listening who might be going through this having had a wife who walked away, you know? I mean, this is common. It happens more than it should. And it's just so heartbreaking. I mean, when you see others that you love and you care about going through this kind of hurt and the trials, but the way that Jesus shines through it is so important and the glory that he gets and his just that I think in itself is just very apparent and what he is doing through you and how he has just really worked in these circumstances. So share my friend share. Okay. Um, and, and again, when, when betrayal happens or, or someone that you trusted so much rejects you, I think you lose identity, you lose a sense of self, and you are just crushed. You are crushed. And, and I know there are people out there who are crushed in spirit and, and unfair things are happening. I didn't even mention illness that people deal with. You know, why God? Um, but I can, and I, I can't imagine, I can't fathom those experiences. So I can only share from my frame of reference. Um, number one, first and foremost, I would say when this crushing, um, just sucking out of all your life happens, I hope and pray that you will fall into Jesus's arms because um, you can be angry. You mentioned anger and bitterness and rage, and that's okay because God can take that. I invite people to yell and scream. I had a friend who'd go in the shower and shout it out. If you have kids, you know, drive in the car when they're not there and just scream and do those things because that's very important to process. God can take it. He, he understands your grief. He understands your sorrow and he understands where you are. And that's where he does his best work when you are so far down. When you come to the end, and I'm quoting someone else, I don't remember who it is. When you come to the end of all that you are, you discover who God really is. So first and foremost, fall into the arms of Jesus. Don't wait. Don't think I got to figure it out. Don't think I have to stop being angry at God. Go ahead and say, I'm angry. I don't like this, but take it over here. I'm giving it to you, Jesus, because I can't do this alone. And that's basically what I had to say. Um, and then let it go. Um, and that's, again, just handing your burdens over. And I, if you're like me, you play tug of war, you let it go and then you pull it back and you let it go. And Jesus said, OK, you gave me that, but do let it go. And I had beautiful counselors. And I want to say this. Don't be ashamed to get professional help when you are in the chaos of circumstances that are just crushing your spirit. Get professional help. I've had therapists. I've had um, Christian counselors who guided me and helped me see. I mean, as Christians, we never want our marriages to end. We are taught, you know, we, we, you know, that D word is just such a terrible thing to us. But I had counselors who, who co helped me understand that at some point you have to let go. Um, and so um, that's where they, they helped me. So get professional help if you need. Surround yourself with godly people. We talked about bitterness. Forgive. Now, bitterness is a poison that you drink and wish the other person would die. And yet it's going to tear you apart. So, and it's not easy to forgive. And I'm not trying to be flippant about it. Forgiveness is not saying what the other person did was right. Forgiveness is relinquishing 
their right to hurt you. And I believe it's Lisa Turkhurst who walks this journey with me, who said those words. And she she's, writes and speaks about all these things because she has experienced this devastation. One step at a time. For a type A person, I get ahead of myself. I try to take back control. But please understand, everyone, that grief has no timetable. Don't let people say, oh, you should be over, or you can let them say it, but don't take it to heart when they say, oh, you should be over that by now. Or, um, you know, sometimes there'll be religious platitudes. I ask people to not over advise, I guess I'd say, in that be with a person who's in these circumstances, sit silently with them, ask them if they want you to share scripture or, or insight or, but don't hit them with too much because it can be, again, even more crushing because when you go through this, sometimes you feel guilt. And, um, you know, I acknowledge I'm not perfect. And so um, you have to just be very careful. Um, Go one step at a time. Be kind and patient with yourself. Put up reminders in your home and all around you on your desk of who you are to Christ who you are, how you are loved, all those wonderful sayings and verses that inspire you, write them down, sticky notes. I have posters. I have placards. I have things all over my house. I have a joy room, a sign that says the joy room, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, Put them everywhere. Um, and, And that way you have reminders continually that Jesus loves you just as you are unconditionally, because in this world, love is conditional, and and that's sad, but Jesus loves you unconditionally. Understand that God has a plan, and that, you know, you're a part of something bigger than yourself. You know, you may be all knotted up and unable to move right now, but God has a plan, and there is hope and a future for you. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Then um, if you're like me, you will be triggered with anger. You'll be triggered with grief. You'll see something that makes you sad. You'll, you'll hear something that makes you oh, just mourn your loss over again. And you'll cry and you'll get tired of those triggers. But Understand that they will happen. Let them wash over you. Observe them. Say out loud, oh, I'm being triggered. That slows down your brain so that you don't overreact. Take a drink of water. Take a deep breath. Observe that, oh, I'm all right right now. Ah, observe. Get out. Walk in nature. Um, and, and then let the grief wash over you, know that it will happen. Take a deep breath and say, you know, I am okay. Um, I, I am not afraid, you know, because when I am afraid, I will trust in you. That's a, that's something that you take a deep breath and say, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, touch your heart and understand that you are okay. And it, it, you'll be triggered and you will take steps back. But God will keep you moving forward. Um, Redirect thoughts to Jesus. I, you know, you want to be vengeful. The human part of us wants to say, oh, this isn't fair. This isn't right. Um, You know, I'm going to tell him exactly what I think. And then, yeah, all of those things are really much 
spinning our wheels in this world, not that you don't have to write down declarations and stick to the truth, but redirect your thoughts. It's like Jesus taking our face in his hands and saying, oh, look at me, look at me, Laurie. And um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, we demolish all arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, that's not meant for, hard, you know, meant that you got to be, you know, you're being punished or anything. You're taking captive the thought that I'm not good enough because Jesus says I am. So stop with the, I'm not good enough. I made a mistake. I can't do this. Those are doubt, depression, despair. Those are devil's words. And I do acknowledge devil is at work in destroying our families and distracting us from what God wants us to do. But this verse, helps us redirect and look at Jesus so that we know there's something better and that I am meant for something better. I'm not going to be held captive by feelings or doubts or despair. Another practical thing that I did was when this first happened to me, I created a vision board, just a poster board with pictures of things that brought me peace, flowers and beautiful places and cottages and gardens. And I pasted them all up um, foreign countries that I had visited. And, and of course, my children, as I have beautiful children and my grandchildren, I put them all on my vision board with Bible verses and, and things about this is, this is not your fault. You are not God. That's a good thing for a type A person to remember. I am not God. I am not the one in control here. I serve a risen Savior who is in control. So that was a vision board. I also found therapy in working with my hands um, and created a what I call a healing garden that I write about in my, uh, in my blog. Surround yourself with healthy, godly people. And watch out for all of the um, advice, especially if, and we love our friends, we love our godly friends, we love our friends who come from a different walk, but be careful that we don't, we don't pay too much attention to the vengeance part or things that people are saying, you are unique, you need to deal with this, or, or maybe someone else who's gone through the same thing, um, but you are unique and you and God need to work this out. Um, write it down reach out to others to help others. And that's where I decided to start talking about this. I, I have written for years about trauma and trouble and COVID helped me because I'd say, oh, we're having traumas and troubles and, and I put it, couch it about COVID. But I was truly speaking about this walk through devastation for myself. And, um, and so when I began to communicate about it and actually admit that I was I was broken, I, I my family was broken, and yet we're not. We're going to be made whole. We're going to be made new. We're going to have a different experience. Um, and I've written, you know, we talked about writing, and I've written like my top ten tips because I'm a journalist and I'm a checklist maker, and uh, those are all things that I've shared on my blog. Just humbly, you know, you grab what you can use get rid of the rest, just, just look at it and see, eh, this might be helpful. And then, you know, I, I just hope and pray that God will use it. I do. 
Well, I know God is going to use all of what has transpired and the words that you share in your blog. And, you know, I can just see the joy that you had when I first met you through Instagram. I can see that it's returning (sighs) in a different way. And, you know, I always thought you were very God-centered and um, aligned with Jesus and so on fire for Jesus, Lori. And I know that had to have a big bearing in your being able to just go through this shatter journey. And, you know, the fact that you can share in your words or tell others or you know, the scriptures that you brought to us, you know, and and how they come alive. Mm -hmm. I love the way, you know, that you have God eyes through this. I mean, keeping your eyes on Jesus in the storm and really um, letting him lead you Mm -hmm. through. I mean, and I know being a control person myself, how difficult having gone through a very traumatic divorce and loss when I was unexpected, just like you, it just came from out of the blue. Um, And I was expecting my first child. And so, you know, I can relate in so many ways. And yet God was so gracious and so merciful. And, you know, he knew this was going to come. He knew that it was going to happen to you. You know, he sees these things and it's just devastating. You know, I mean, the rejection piece, I, I guess, too. How how have you, what have you done to help that in your life? Like to overcome that? I mean, in terms of, you know, so it doesn't affect your self-esteem or, you know, because I know the enemy really tries to play with our heads. I mean, it took me, I was pregnant when I went through my separation and then divorce afterwards, after I had my daughter, but it was still very, God was so cool in helping me through that, Lori. I mean, I was like eight months pregnant, seven months pregnant. And I guess God knew that I needed feedback from the male race. I mean, I would get whistles and I'd ask, someone asked me out and I'm like, You know, I guess God just kind of knew. I mean, I was 29 years old, you know, at that time, you know, and I mean, those things you're going, who would ever, ever want me now that I have a child? And, you know, because you don't visualize your life that way. You know, no one does when these things hit us. But, you know, how do you how do you keep that up? You know, how do you keep going in, in, you know, in your self-esteem and, you know, and, and just paralleling that with what rejection Jesus had. And, you know, I, I mean, I'd like to get your perspective on that, too. That is beautifully put. And I just stand in, in awe of your experience because and there are so many people who have worse experiences and, and just to be re- abandoned and rejected at that point in life, I cannot imagine. And I never, you know, I never stand here to say that what I'm experiencing is any worse than other people, because as I have communicated, I have heard so many war stories and I'm just down on my, my knees. I'm on my face. I was on my face this week. 
I was literally on my face on the floor this week. And I think it's, it happens and it's necessary because we come to a point where we just don't know what else to do. I said, just give it to you, God. I have no idea. Um, and I can't imagine in your situation. I mean, um, I am older and you know, nobody's going to whistle at me, but I am, uh, I am at a point in my life where that's I what you think <laughs> uh, for so many years. And, um, um, the rejection is a hard thing and a, um, a person who's type a and, and, and probably, um, a little codependent, um, will kind of ruminate on those things. And that's why I need to take those thoughts captive. Look at my little signs. Uh, Jesus, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So it's usually when I'm getting tired, when I'm getting overwhelmed, that I will, I, the devil will use that to just to discourage me. And Jesus is right there because Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, and it's so interesting how Jesus spoke in farming terms because back then the farmers would understand they would yoke a mature oxen with the young oxen. oxen. And the young oxen would strain and move in the wrong direction, as Laurie would. And, and the older, wiser oxen would set the pace, would pull in the correct direction. And I just feel sometimes if I'm in despair, I just need to look to see who I'm yoked with. Here is the man of sorrows. Here is the man who experienced every single thing. That's why I'm so glad God put on clothes and came down to be among us. He allowed himself to experience every devastation and rejection and, and pain that we can experience here on earth. He experienced the loss. He experienced great rejection uh, from people who he trusted. And um, he allowed himself to feel those things so that now when we go through it, look into his eyes. He is a man who understands your sorrow. Let him set the pace. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not saying there are days that I'm not even functioning correctly. And that's okay. Anyone who's listening, it's okay. That's a pass. You get the pass. And, um, or just listen to music for a day or just watch mindless TV for a day because these are times to, to give yourself the rest and the time for healing. You don't have to be charging out there doing things. You can be just being kind to yourself. Walk outside. I almost forgot. Walk, walk, walk is one of my tips. Because And look, observe little things that God has given you. Take a deep breath. Take a break from your schedule if you can. God love you. You know, I am retired, so, you know, I'm spoiled. But I worked for, for many, many years to get to this place. And, and God love you if you can take a break from your desk and move outside, observe the birds. Even in the cities, there are things that can remind us of our, our Lord who loves us. Um, and uh, and that's, that's how we just don't want to ruminate on rejection. And, and another way, like when you forgive, you should be freed of the person who rejected you and free that person. Let them go. Don't park yourself in the pain. Don't park in the pain. Or, or I heard a pastor say, get out of the graveyard of your grief. Um, God's handing us Jesus, you know, and is reaching down his hand and saying, let me pull you out. Let me pull you out and let's walk again. And my burden is light. 
you know, if you're stressed out, then you must not be giving me, you must not be giving me what you're getting stressed out about, or you're not letting me take it. So that's how I, um, that's how I deal with the rejection. And then another thing I talked to you about that, God, I was doing this very anxiety thing in the car the other day. And um, in the car, I had a sudden clarity, you know, and I just sense God saying, tread lightly and trust God. Um, instead of getting stuck in the mud and the mire of my mistakes and my misery and my muck and all these things, I need to tread lightly and, and skip and, and not park myself and let myself get sucked down to that tread lightly and trust him because he is at work in Isaiah 26, three to four says you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust you trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Isn't that neat? I just thought of that, you know, I'm down there in the car in the mud and, and I wasn't even stepping on the rock. Oh, my goodness. So um, God is so good in that he he lets you be a mess, but then he'll bring you back and, and he'll redirect. And I just pray that everyone understands that he's your Jesus. He's your savior. He's not this mine. I mean, I don't have a corner on this thing. I don't I don't have it right. But he is he loves you. And um, and wants so much for you to be released from the burdens of this earth. We're not Pollyannas, um, but we are people who understand that there's hardship, but God will transcend that and we can make ripples. We don't have to fix everything from a person who wants to fix. We can create ripples and control the only thing that I can control myself and uh, hope that the love and joy that I have been given so freely can ripple out and maybe help somebody else. And that's a great way to close out the show, Lori. I would love you to share with the listeners how you can be reached. So, you know, there's someone listening. They're like, oh my gosh, I just got to talk with this woman or I would love to read her blog or I'd love to, you know, subscribe to her blog or be friends or follow her on Instagram or on social media. Or I would love her to come speak to my women's group or, you know, any any ways, you know, to, you know, really um, get to know you a little better. Where, what do you recommend for for others who would like to reach out? Well, I'm on Instagram and it's all centered on type A checklist. So on Instagram, I'm at, at typeachecklist.com um, or at type A checklist. That's me. That's me. At type A checklist is Instagram. Um, my blog is typeachecklist.com, which has all the links of you can send me an email and um, um, get in touch with me. Um, I'm on Facebook and all of it is linked to this type A checklist, which has been my nature since I was young. And, uh, and, and the benefit of that is that who doesn't like a checklist? I mean, I try to make things pretty concise because I'm not too intelligent myself. Um, I'm not trying to simplify God's message, except for that it is very simple. God loves you. He wants you to be in his fold in his loving arms. And um, so if you check on my blog, I have checklists and simple uh 
stories of what's happened to me in this journey and um, and tips, tips about coping, uh, my humble tips. And uh, that's at taipeichecklist.com. That's probably a good place to start. And then if you do the Instagram thing, um, I'm there and I'm also on Facebook at Taipei Checklist. I'm, Taipei Checklist is me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And friends, um, we will also have this episode available to listen to on uh, Lori's episode page, which is what we always create for our lovely guests um, out on our website. And there's a place where you can listen and you can also share comments. And we do have links and ways to also uh, get to uh, their content or their books or things like that. So just letting you know that. And friends, until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 